So um, when we decided on these themes, I grabbed this one. I think I wrote you first. Like, I wanted this one. I wanted love. Um, because I thought back on my first advent when I first met Jesus. And advent, I could probably define it as this, the arrival of someone or something notable. But I'm going to say someone notable came into my life. In June of 1990, I was in Cal Expo at a parking lot at a Grateful Dead show. And Jesus decided to reveal himself to me. A week later, I walked into this church. I sat way in the back. It was a pretty big building at the time. And I began to weep. And I looked up and I said, why me? Why me? And the only thing I could hear in my heart is, because I love you. Now, having said that, that is a very simple, maybe truth, but so profound in so many ways. And it's what's held me for 30 years. Because I love you, Kevin. You know, if I took a survey today, is this ringing a little bit? We're good. We probably, if I asked you what is love, we could get a whole bunch of different answers. Couldn't we? I remember back in the day, they, love is a warm puppy. Someone had said that on a survey. But God is very specific on the topic of love. And God defines love through his son. And he has defined love through his son, Jesus. It's funny just the prayer meeting, the songs, the words. It's like I told Dean, Every, you've already taught what I was going to say today. We could just sit here and revel in what God's done. But echoing Rick last week, I'm going to say this, that love is otherworldly. It's not from the earth. It's from heaven. Its origin is of God and from God. 1 John 4.9 says this, By this the love of God was manifested. And there's a small little word. It says two in the English. But I'm going to read it in all the different definitions. By this the love of God was manifested toward us, to us, among us, and in us. That God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. That's the definition of love. And it's eternal. It was from the beginning. When it says God created the heavens and the earth, it was all done in love. We heard today, we love because he first loved us. When? Before God created everything. In the Revelation class two weeks ago, we talked about that. He already had you in mind before he made everything. And Ephesians says this, In love he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus to himself according to, and I want to, get, I want to hone in on this, to his kind intention. There was in, intentionality with God for you and me. 
of His will. Psalm 139. I have a, a, a story about 139 as I look for it. When I was first saved, I rode the bus a lot. And on the bus, you see the same people every single day. It's like, it's like a little community. It's kind of cool. So I was in the back of the bus, and I was asking God, hey, God, where's that in my mind? So I wasn't saying it out loud. People think I'm probably crazy. I said, where's that scripture that says you knew me and loved me before time? And I, it never came to me. And as I got up, there was an old woman sitting four or five rows up. And I, as I walked by her, she grabbed my leg. And she said, hey, read Psalm 139. It's my favorite. And I got off the bus, and I sat on the bench, and I read these words. You formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God's been hammering me this week. I told him to bring me the tissues if I need it. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book they were written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet not one of them was there. Is that amazing? His intention for you was before time. It is an eternal love. It is a calling love. And I'm going to hone in again on this intention of will. God didn't do this. I had this, I, I dramatize sometimes, so this isn't, this isn't theology. <laughs> this, is, this is my dramatization. God didn't say, hey, Gabriel, put a blindfold on me, and I'm going to reach down in the earth, and I'm going to grab someone. <laughs> oh, check that guy out. I just picked this guy out from, uh, from a Grateful Dead show. He's got hair longer than his girlfriend, his earrings longer than his hair. What am I going to do with this guy? Do I want to throw him back? It's a good thing I'm omnipotent. I can work. He's got issues. I can work with him. He doesn't do that. He called you by name. He already knew you, and he called you by name. Now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob informed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. That is the love of God. Peter says it this way. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that we may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out, called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We are called out of something and into something. It's not indiscriminate. Romans 12.1 says we are to prove that God exists. Did you know that? God is using you to prove to those who are blinded and ignorant and do not know God that he exists and he's using us through love. And it's to prove to our enemies that the victory of Christ is secure 
and has been won. That's why you've been called in his love to show the world that, you, that he exists. Is that amazing? It is an atoning love. But I'm going to use this in a different way. When we think of atoning, we think of this temple word, this sacrificial word, and that is true, but I'm going to use it in a different way. I'm going to say it like this, atonement, at one meant. That which was completely separated without a possibility for us to make amends, God brought that together through his son. It started when he said, Adam, where are you? It started there. But that which was absolutely separated from God, as Rick said today in his word, he came to join back together. The Bible says that we were taken out of darkness, the kingdom of darkness, and transferred to the kingdom of light. I will say this. The Bible also says that you were darkness. And God dwells in unapproachable light. So if I could do this, another dramatization, if I could make this place black as pitch where you can't see in front of your eyes, that was you. Now bring the light. Where'd the darkness go? It's obliterated. Scientifically, it's obliterated. We could not stand before God. Period. And yet his love through Jesus took that dividing wall. What are we saying? Hark the arrow angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Reconciled in his love. Is that awesome? Yes. It's awesome. It is a justifying love. Let me look. Ephesians 2, 1 through 7. You don't have to turn there. I'm going to read it for you. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Let's stop there. You were dead. in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of, of disobedience. Among them too, right? We formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in his mercy because of his great love, with which he loved us, even when we were dead, even when we were dead, in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus in order that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ. Jesus, the easiest way I can talk about justification is Christ was treated as if he were the sinner. And the sinner, you and I, is treated as if we were the righteous one. The exchanged life. That's love. 
His, his punishment, our punishment, excuse me, fell on him. His, his, that now, his love allows us to stand with our faces to him without guilt. If you have guilt today, it's you or it's the devil. It's not God. It's done. It's finished. It's over. We are accepted before God. Accepted. You know, remember, they used to say, you need to accept Christ. We don't accept Christ. He accepts us. And that's His great love. No shame. No guilt. That's true freedom. That's true freedom. Isn't it? It's awesome. It's kind of quiet in here. Am I too serious? It's a redeeming love. You know, there's a song that drives me crazy right now. It's on all the Christian stations. It's called Grace Got You. It's a really poppy ditty song. It's it's kind of kind of fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I want to read this. Smile like you just got away with something. Why? Cuz you just got away with something. Ever since grace, grace got you. That's poor theology. I'm not a scholar, but that's poor theology. (laughs) You didn't get away with anything. Not one darn thing. 1 Peter 1.8, Knowing that you were redeemed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver and gold. Guys, but with the precious. We, re- we sang it today. Yeah. The precious blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. You didn't get away with anything. It cost God His Son for you and me to live in Him. And I picture us behind Satan with chains. God comes up to the counter. It's a, I want Him. You want him? You know what he's done. You know what he's thought. I'll pay it. There's no, there wasn't any like bartering. I'll pay it. You know what's in his heart, God? You've known it from forever. I'll pay it. It'll cost you everything. I'll pay it. Listen, how do we know the worth of something of what you would pay for it? This is where our self-esteem begins. It's not with our jobs. It's not with our bank accounts. It's not with our successes. It's with what God paid for you and how he views you. Our worth is based on that. And that's where we start. It's so different than the world says. I was, I was driving the other day, actually, going to get some firewood, and this girl drives up. Uh, I think you were with me. You guys were with me. 
And that girl drives up. And remember that tape she's playing? It's all this, um, I call it feel-good stuff, um, like Tony Robbins stuff. You can do this. And you can, it, it was just pounding, you know. And I'm like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, she's listening to self-help stuff, right? And I went, oh, my goodness. All you need to know, the gospel message, all you need to know is what was paid for you. And you're worth that. You were worth that to God. And the tape might be okay now and again. Just to, I don't know. She was blaring that thing though. Her windows were closed and I could hear it through closed windows. <laughs> she really wanted some self-esteem. But our self-esteem is in God. And what he paid for us. It is an adopting love. We have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. John said it this way, see how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. And I love, then he says this, and such we are. And such we are. Do you guys, when you look in the mirror in the morning, do you have triggers? Like, I, I've been triggering, like, why am I here? I know why I'm here. But there's another trigger. Who am I? Who am I? Um, why am I here? Who am I? I'm God's son. I'm here to show the world that Jesus exists. These are like little triggers that I do. And then that kind of just starts my day off. Does anybody do that? Or am I just weird? <laughs> if it works. God's love for us. Okay, well, we'll move past that then. I'm, I might be a little weird. His love for us not only forgives us of our sin, and in that is awesome, but he, he went farther and he brought us into his family. This is belonging. When we take of the table, to me, we belong together. We belong in family. But not only that, he qualifies us to share in the inheritance of the saints. What is that? Guys, we lost someone in our family this week. But our hope, I will live forever. You know, I would, I'm going to sing for you. There's a song that, who wants to live, no, I'm not going to sing it. Who wants to live forever? I do. I do. And that's part of the inheritance. Not only is that, it's, it's our strength through the Holy Spirit, our hope, our peace. We're going to be talking about that. Our comfort, providence, fellowship. This is the inheritance of the saints. And it does. It answers the question of, do I belong? Yes, you do. And there is... You know what? As I look around, there's only one of you that has ever been born in the billions of people that have ever been born. And what he put in you, we need. You guys ever trigger on that one? There's only one of you. There's never been another one of you. I thought of you, Can, this week. There's only one of you. 
and the things that you have in you are for us, and it's wonderful. It's awesome. It's a sanctifying love. It sets us apart for him and to him in two different ways. Positionally, at the time of conversion, you are his. We don't have to worry about it. We don't have to think about it. You are his. When you say yes to Jesus Christ, when he reveals himself and you say yes, you are his. There is no more discussion. But, no, you are his. But then, progressively, through our lives, how we live and, cha- and are changed, dying to our sin nature and living for Christ more and more. And, and it was brought up today. I had this word for you guys. Do not confuse God's discipline with wrath. Do not confuse it, guys. So when things happen and when God disciplines us, it's for our own good that we would share in His holiness. You know, I was having a hard time at work. He'll use anything to discipline you. And I was not being a very good steward of me. <laughs> for a lack of a better term. And I walked out of this office building and this, the financial manager, she looks over at me. Now, she's not a Christian. God can use anything. And she goes, stop it. That's not you. This is not you. And I felt the Lord in that. Isn't that awesome? Now I could go home and go, you know, I went, the love of the father stop it you ever told your kids stop it it's awesome do not confuse it guys he disciplines us for our own good it's an overcoming love it's a securing overcoming and glorifying love throughout our lives we will wrestle with sin but we are promised that the good work God began in us will be completed. This is on your folder that you're going to take home. Set me as a seal upon your heart, like a seal upon your arm. For love is as strong as death, and jealousy is fierce as the grave. That's his heart for us. And we will. Nothing, nothing can separate us from God. We read that in, in, in the scriptures, right? Nothing can separate, not even death, nor life, nor angels, nor devils. How about this? Nor you. Not even what you do can separate separate you from God. We have stepped from death to life. So I've heard this. I don't know if you guys, you you cannot take it with you. Have you heard that? I beg to differ. So this might also be a little Kevinism, but I thought of this. Paul said this, now these three things abide, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Why? I thought about it. There will be a day I won't need faith or hope. I won't need it. I'll see him face to face. I'll see Jesus. I will meet the Lord. 
I won't need any hope because my hope is fulfilled. But I will take love with me because he has poured it out in his heart. I'm wondering if that's the treasure he's talking about. Right? I have a tendency to think materialistically. That Tesla might be waiting for you, Rick. <laughs> is that the treasure, guys? Jesus is the treasure, but is that the treasure that we take, that we build up, that raw, that moth can't eat away, that rust can't destroy, that thieves can't break in? Love. Love. It's a really amazing thing in the economy of God. The more you give away, you can't hoard love. You've got to give it away. And then what, you get more. Right? So that was like a little definition, but I want to bring it down to a landing and talk about us. And I thought about these things. Head, heart, hands, and feet. Okay? How we think. I'm going to echo a sentiment that Rick said last week. Oh, by the way, there's a ton of other stuff we could talk about in the defining of love, right? I mean, self-sacrificial. It's for others. I mean, that, so I didn't have all that time to do that. But listen, head, heart, hands, feet. Head. Paul said this, be rooted and grounded in love. The truth that we know is what, and, and I, I, I hope I got it right, rules over my emotions, rules over my circumstances, rules over everything that tries to take over that. The truth of this love should be what motivates us. Paul said, constrains me, compels me. The truth of that, the truth... Are we rooted and grounded in love? Heart. Keeping yourselves, Jude said, in the love of God. That word keep, guard. Guard your love. In the days to come, Jesus already said, the love of many will grow cold. Guard your hearts. For from it flow the springs of life. And this is where love resides in the heart. Romans 5, as he said, it's been poured out in us. So what we think, guard our hearts from growing cold, from turning a blind eye, from I'm too busy, or whatever that might be. Because God's call is for this world to know him. And then hands and feet, and I thought about this, I could, I could have written 50, 75, 100 things from Scripture on how you love. Jesus didn't do that, did he? He didn't say, all right, disciples, these are the 18 points that you need to love one another. He just said, love one another. Okay, I'm going to get to that point. But in anything in the Christian life, you have to exercise it. You have to exercise to get stronger. If you don't exercise it, you will get weaker. So, generosity, hospitality, right? 
compassion, whatever it might be, be creative. Outdo one another in love and in honor. Right? Outdo one another. I always thought of this. You're holding the door open, but they go, no, you go. 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 <laughs> All right, you go. Outdo one another. Give past your emotions. Love past your circumstances. Let's outdo one another. Let's outdo one another in giving love. Your hands and your feet. Action. Let the truth of God move us. Amen? Amen. Stand with me.